from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Leonetti in the morning here on Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. We are streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thanks for joining me today, friends. Coming up uh, here on this Friday, June 26th, we've got uh, Father Andrew Winchettel. He's going to have your gospel for you for this Sunday at 715 today. Dr. Stephen Excuse me, Dr. Stephen Bullivant is going to be on. He's a professor of theology and sociology of religion, director of the Benedict the Sixteenth Center for Religion and Society at St. Mary's University in the UK. Uh, Catholicism in the time of coronavirus is what we'll have from a word on fire. Uh, article that he put together. I thought that was really excellent and a good read for us as Catholics to consider. Um, And then let's see here. Yeah, I think that's going to be about it today. I'm going to get some good time with him. And uh, my my log just froze up, so we'll see what I can do here. Anyway, Mark Amadale with your news and sports weather straight from the desk of Channel 13 meteorologist Megan Selwa and your saint of the day coming up in the second half hour as well. All right, Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God in prayer. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Here it is. And then we're going to have uh, on at 745, Justin White, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry, to talk about the Radix Retreat coming up. All right, let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Friday to you. Getting ready for the weekend. Get a little stormy this morning, and then it's going to heat up this weekend. And uh, that Fourth of July uh, sweet corn won't be ready, but it'll be it'll be making it. Yeah, it'll be making it'll it. It'll be cooking, heat. huh? We need the heat. Good. Sounds good Absolutely. to me. I got uh, I got Joseph so. and Gianna. They got baseball tomorrow, so Gianna's going to play t-ball, and Joseph's going to play. Uh, it was going to be kid pitch, but they're going to do coaches pitch because of uh, Corona. So that'll start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's great. Now, are you uh, helping out with this uh, with these teams of your kids, or how? how what this are you is do? the first year that I have not coached for Joseph, and uh, just because I didn't know when the coaching sign up happened, I didn't know if I was going to be traveling during this time, uh, which I will be leaving for Wisconsin tomorrow for a, a mission, a very socially distant mission. <laughs> but at the same time, I um, I didn't know if that was going to be if everything was going to move because this was in about April when. Uh, they were asking for coaches, so I thought it maybe be a two-month sure. thing. So you never know, but yeah, so I'll be sitting in the stands. I had pictured you being one of those Zoom coaches. Uh, that, you know, you just kind of do it by Zoom and kind of help the kids out that way and hope they're they're watching. But uh, apparently not. No, no, I'll be in I'll be in the stands for this one, and uh, it's fine. It's it, it was a little <laughs> bit different for Joseph's practice. I kind of liked it actually. Didn't have to worry about you know getting the kids in line and everything. I was just just watching. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's about it's like herding cattle, you know, yeah. with those kids. You know, you gotta you gotta keep them moving. You know, instructing. Need a lot of coaches at that level. So yeah, good. Hopefully funny. the weather will hold off tomorrow. It sounds like it will, um, but it may be uh, some storms early tomorrow morning. Might be some of that leftover from what we're going to see today. But, yeah, uh, we'll good see for what you. we get. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get right to it. Uh, we got some storms in the area right now. Folks, look out their window. You're going to see uh, thunderstorms, depending on where you're at, especially on the south side of Des Moines. They're getting a lot of heavy rain and some hail with their uh, weather. Right now, cloudy skies in central Iowa, scattered showers and thunderstorms moving through. They should be uh, going through here in the next couple hours. Right now, 70 degrees, a southwest wind at 10 miles per hour. We've been seeing gusts up to 40-mile-per-hour winds uh, with these storms. Today, these scattered showers and thunderstorms will uh, regroup this afternoon. Some could be severe, uh, but we'll have partly sunny skies mainly around midday. But today's high, 90 degrees, southwest winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, cloudy skies, scattered showers and thunderstorms continue. An overnight low of 69 degrees, and tomorrow, partly cloudy, hot and humid for your Saturday. A high of 88 degrees. The heat index will be in the lower 90s. And on Sunday, isolated storms are possible a uh, high of 89 degrees, and Monday more the same, high of 92 degrees with isolated storms possible. Well, in the news, on this uh, Friday morning, uh, Iowa home sales last month are down nearly 20%. The Iowa Association of Realtors says over 3,646 houses were sold in May. That's down 900 from the uh, 4,500 sold back in May of 2019 here in the state of Iowa. The association says the sales drop, like much of the rest of the economy, comes from concerns associated with the COVID-19 virus. So far in 2020, home sales are down just eight-tenths of a percent. As for home sale prices, Iowa realtors say that May's median price was 9.5% higher at $185,000 a home compared to $169,000 a year ago. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Last night, high school baseball and softball continued for Dowling Cat as they're in the middle of a three-day uh, uh, game streak as Dowling last night playing at Southeast Polk. In a softball game, the Maroons uh, continue, uh, uh, they split a doubleheader rather with number 14 Southeast Polk. Game one, Southeast Polk winning 12-2 to in five innings. Dowling taking the nightcap as they upended number 14 Southeast Polk 13-10. to uh, The Maroons are now 6-6 six and six on the high school softball season. High school baseball last night, number seven Dowling sweeping a doubleheader at number three Southeast Polk. Maroons winning uh, Game one by the score of 11 to 5 and taking the nightcap by a score of 15 to 2 in five innings. Up next for the Dowling baseball and softball teams, they travel to Waukee this Monday, June 29th. That'll be our next broadcast here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It'll be high school baseball. Number seven Dowling at number five Waukee. Joe Stacy with the call on uh, Monday night right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Once again, at the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have uh, scattered showers and thunderstorms moving through. Uh, 70 degrees right now, southwest wind at 10 miles per hour. We're seeing gusts up to 40 miles per hour with some of these storms that are passing through. And it sure should clear out here in the next couple hours. We'll see scattered showers and thunderstorms return later on this afternoon. Otherwise, partly sunny, a high of 90 degrees. Heat index way up there this morning or today. Southwest winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Friday morning john leonetti show coming up jimmy olson and he has your morning traffic report i'm mark amadeo iowa catholic radio news and sports our year-round coverage of dowling catholic high school sports and activities is sponsored in part by construction professionals dental associates kemen and mercy medical center thank you for supporting iowa catholic radio 11:50 a.m 88.5 fm 
94.5 FM and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Do have some wet streets, so do take it easy as you are out and about this morning. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to Father Andrew Winchettle now. Good morning, Father. All right, let's talk about this Sunday's Gospel. Uh, we've got Matthew chapter 10, 37 to 42. Jesus said to his apostles, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Right. Uh, Luke, in his Gospel, has even stronger words. He says whoever uh, basically uh, hates um, father or mother. Um, and it's... Uh, it's really a question of priorities, kind of a gut check, if you will, uh, for anybody who's to be his disciple. Is he's not saying don't love your father or mother, don't um, don't hate your neighbor, but um, who do you love more? Uh, the the one who has given you life, the one who has uh, redeemed you. Um, no father or mother can can redeem or deliver people from sin like God God incarnate can. Yeah, I. I... I think you're exactly right. Luke uh, does have much harsher words here, but Matthew, nonetheless, as you said, makes the point. Um, this is not, obviously, something where uh, Matthew is literally saying, you know, you, you can't love your mother or father, but as you said, it's it's a priority check, and I think a gut check for a lot of us here, and it is what is first in our life, who is first in our life, and what it is that we place first in our life, and it's not a matter of just saying it. I think if we were to ask all of us here, what's most important in your life, nine out of ten would say God. But the issue is, is is that really it? I mean, when we look and we comb over our life, is that true? Right, yeah, and it'll show through in our actions. Uh, and, you know, as much as somebody can and, and certainly should love, let's say, their spouse and their children, uh, the aim, that's not the ultimate aim of, a, of the life that our Lord has given us, get to heaven and to get and to help those others in our lives to heaven as well. Right. Um, and I, I like the line here, of course, whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Um, this is where, of course, Jesus points us in this world, where are we finding life? And if we find life in maybe the material things that we have or in prestige or honor, then we're going to lose it. But true life eternal life is with God in heaven. It is not just here on this earth. Right, yeah, and and there's this, uh, yet, yet again, this line toward the end here, and whoever gives only a cup of cold water uh, to one of these little ones to drink. Uh, so it's it's really a low bar. Um, it's something as simple as a, a cup of cold water to, to somebody who's in need of it. Uh, and... Uh, and God gives us the grace to to do those little things, and even the grace to do the big things. I like how you say that. It's a low bar. Um, you know, Mother Teresa was asked once, uh, Mother, I can't feed a hundred or a thousand or a million people like you. And she said, that's fine, then feed just one. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and there's the bar that Mother Teresa set for them, and of course here for us that Jesus explains to us. It, sometimes we try to overcomplicate it. Um, we try to convolute the faith, and really it comes down to the simple, and uh, being simple, uh, both simple-minded in our in our hearts and simplicity in our lives, 
but also in the actions, as you said, that we do. And, and Jesus is saying, look, it's time to take up our cross and follow him. And that would have really gotten the attention of the apostles. I want to I uh, stay on that for a second, Father, because when he says, take up your cross and follow me, the apostles knew what the cross was. I mean, they knew what that meant. They were, they were reminded of it. Of course, crucifixion was happening all around them. They couldn't walk public roads without seeing the crucified alongside there as Caesar's reminder of what happens if you betray me. Um, you know, they, they knew all too well the horror that, that came with the cross here. And so Jesus likening discipleship to his apostles to carrying the cross would have been almost at first glance or at first blush kind of shocking or a jolt for them. Like, wait, what? Yes. Yeah. And there's, there's no Jew at that time who didn't know uh, what crucifixion was and the, and the horrors of it, the torture uh, and how severe it was. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, it, it can be that way sometimes, even though we're not all called to give up our, our lives uh, the way a martyr does. Uh, but nonetheless, we're, to still serve our Lord, to serve our neighbor in a, in a way, in a sacrificial way. Now, I, we witness, of course, that's what martyr means, and though some witness with their blood, uh, some also, mo- the majority, are called to witness by their lives. And here Jesus gives us kind of the, uh, the play here, the plan, and that is to witness by dying to ourself, where it's no longer about me, uh, and what I want in my life, or what it is that makes me comfortable, but it's about God. And, and I, you know, when you listen to this gospel, friends, Matthew chapter ten, thirty-seven to forty-two, um, if you think Catholicism, if you think Christianity is comfortable, read it again, uh, or listen again, because uh, you'll you'll see here, and the apostles knew it. The way Jesus likens it, it's about getting uncomfortable in our faith. That's where Christ Jesus is constantly calling his apostles and constantly calling us to go. And a good reminder for us today. Uh, Father, would you give us your blessing this morning? Certainly. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. Father Andrew Winchell, everyone, with Sunday's Gospel. Uh, Dr. Stephen Bullivant is coming up right after this, professor of theology in the UK. He's got a long article or ebook, whichever one you want to call it, Catholicism in the Time of Coronavirus. He's going to be coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's Friday, June 26th. Thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. One of the things that separates Dean from many others is he's there in person with you, with his clients, choosing the date that works, there while the job's getting done, and then there to make sure the cleanup is done. That's why he's been in business for 30 years. Residential re-roofs, light commercial jobs, 963-4494. Residential re-roofs, 963-4494. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child.
Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Hi, I'm Al Cresta, host of Cresta in the Afternoon. After the Second Vatican Council, Catholic laity began to take co-responsibility for the church, and the Catholic radio movement is one of the great fruits of that post-conciliar church. Catholic radio edifies, it exhorts, it encourages, it educates, it engages the culture, and on occasion, we entertain a bit. Your partners with your local Catholic radio station, support them. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Thanks for joining me, friends. John Leonetti in the morning here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. It's June 26th. We made it to a Friday. Justin White coming up at 745 today. Let's go to our next guest, Dr. Stephen Bullivant, Professor of Theology and Sociology of Religion, uh, Director Benedict XVI Center for Religion and Society, St. Mary's University in the UK. Hello, Doctor. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, right away in this ebook, Catholicism in the Time of Coronavirus, you make it clear. You say, I hope this book is less strange to read than it was to write. How was it so strange to write? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was really weird. I mean, first of all, from start to finish, from, you know, having the idea to pitching it to a publisher to finishing the manuscript, you know, with like two weeks, which is just absurd for anything. You know, it's, that's absurd for kind of, planning, you know, <laughs> planning to meet up with a friend or something, you know, mm. not that that's possible at the minute. Um, and obviously, it, I mean, this way, I mean, it feels a very long time ago now, but, you know, it, it was uh, early into, I mean, I don't know what the lockdown's been like in Iowa, if at all, but in, in Britain, we were, basically, we were allowed out to go to shops or, or the, the, the pharmacy, but, you know, we were all in the house, we have, we have a three of our own children, um, we had a friend of ours and her two boys living with us. So, you know, it was a household of eight, um, and I'm kind of sitting upstairs in my bedroom because every other room is taken trying to write a book. I mean, it was, it was really kind of odd time. Um, and, and I think, I mean, I, I think that probably is good because, it, it, I mean, it's an odd time for everyone. So, I mean, uh, it, it's a book it's a book oven for the moment in that respect. You say it's important for us to understand church history and all of this as well, and, and you kind of draw from church history throughout this book. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that really struck me was 
just how long and deep and occasionally inspiring, often inspiring, but occasionally cautionary history the church has with, you know, these kind of global, you know, catastrophes, um, pandemics, uh, natural disasters, and, and with a particular the case of pandemics. I mean, there's a sense in which we've been very lucky in the West in the past hundred years um, in avoiding these kind of massive outbreaks of, of pestilence, um, because this hasn't been the case throughout, you know, most of the church's history, and, and therefore, um, in, in the lives of many of the saints, um, uh, particularly draw in the book on, on the early church, um, where there's a very strong argument to be made that the Christian response to plague that differed from the pagan response had a very important effect on the evangelization of the Roman Empire. Hmm. Um, but, you know, from Charles Borromeo in the 16th century to right into the, the, the 21st century, I mean, the, the, you know, the little shepherd children at Fatima, uh, Jacinta and Francisco, they both died of the Spanish flu. Right. Um, so this is something that, that has been a part of the life of the Church um, uh, all through its history, and, and there's obviously a great deal there for us to learn from and, and uh, look to. Now, I, I'm interested here because you say that the Church's response in history to things like this, the coronavirus or pandemics, has been a source of evangelization. Well, are, there, are there things you're drawing from, or, or maybe um, an example or connection there with maybe the Spanish flu, yeah. for instance, as you said, that is interesting or you could tie in? Well, I mean, the most, the most obvious example, the one that I've drawn most in the book, uh, comes in the 3rd century. Hmm. Um, and, you know, these plagues often hit major cities uh, in the Roman Empire, and, and basically everyone would kind of get the hell out and, uh, and leave everyone to die. The Christians didn't. The Christians stayed behind, not only to nurse their own sick, but to nurse anyone who was sick. Um, and uh, the American sociologist Rodney Stark, uh, maybe 25 years ago, made a, a very, I think, convincing argument that the, the kind of the Christian difference, the, the difference that being a Christian made um, in, in very practical terms in this respect, had a, a very important effect, not just in kind of who was likely to survive and, and the conversions that might come from the fact that, you know, uh, all your friends had died apart from the one Christian, and, and, you know, he was the person who helped you survive. But also this kind of sea change in, in the morality. And so much of what we take for granted now, and I think so much of what's been evident in kind of, you know, the heroism of frontline uh, medical personnel or, you know, kind of first responders, that whole sense of, uh, you know, an overarching uh, care for the sick, the care for the uh, dispossessed, all that comes from, from kind of the Christian revolution um, and, and it's kind of been embedded into the Western DNA such that we now just kind of imagine that these are human values and Western values and, and, uh, and actually it's, it's, uh, it's a Christian heritage. Yeah, you say that also in the midst of all of this, there's been another crisis that many people have faced, and it's uh, not just, um, you know, economic or social, but it's spiritual here. And, uh, you know, yeah. I was reading, I've been reading some um, studies, and one study I read said that 25% of people 
have said that this has helped their faith. 3% said it's hurt. So I, I like that because people in some ways are kind of rediscovering uh, their spiritual life, but also there's some that have been really hurt by it. Um, how do you balance that? Uh, yeah, I think there's, there's there's several things going on. On the one hand, um, there's a sense in which, you know, you never know what you've got till it's gone. Um, and, and, you know, this is really unprecedented. Not only, you know, that suddenly we, we, we haven't been able to have public mass, we haven't been able to have sacraments, we haven't been able to go to confession. And for some people, that is clearly, you know, leading to a real deepening and a longing and a kind of a thirst. Um, for, for, for Christ, which is, is, is only going to be a good thing. Um, you know, we've had kind of like, you know, um, mass on demand, you know, and, and it's kind of historically that's very unusual, you know, that, that we have such an easy provision of mass that you can get to with, you know, hopping in your car. Um, but for other people, um, I think this has been, A, just a kind of a spiritual, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people, it's been a very hard situation for people physically. I mean, I've had COVID and it's no fun and I was at, you know, the better end of it. But obviously, you know, people are dying um, and people are very lonely, you know, people who have to shelter in place, um, you know, especially, you know, the vulnerable um, or the sick, you know, this has been a real torment for them. Um, and, and also, I think the other thing we'll see is that there'll be a lot of people um, who kind of this, this is the trigger for them to stop going to Mass, that they, that they realize that actually they don't really miss it. They've been going out of habit or um, they, just, they just find it hard to get back into the habit. Um, and I think, you know, on the one hand, we need to be aware of that and do what we can to mitigate this. But I also think that, that as we emerge from all this, then, you know, the church is going to have some uh, quite serious pastoral problems um, uh, to face up to um, in this kind of the aftermath. Well, I wanted to talk to you about that. I want you to draw that out a little bit. What what do you think the church looks like over the next five or years or, or decade? Because of well, this? um, I think that and it, it will differ in different places. Um, in, in the same way that you know, mass um, growth or decline has been differing in different places. You know, different places in a diocese, let alone different places, different states in America. Um, I, I I do think that that we're going to see uh, quite a significant drop-off and, and, you know, more or less in some areas of, of people getting out that habit of going to Mass. And this will be especially the case because it's not, it's not going to be the case that suddenly everyone can go back to Mass and everything's safe again. There's going to be a long period of uncertainty. There's going to be a long period of people thinking, well, you know, should I not only risk myself, but, you know, the older people I care for the, or the, 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 the children I care for, is it right for me to be, you know, putting them in harm's way? I think it's going to be very hard until we kind of get back to a, what feels like a normal situation. And bear in mind also that the people most likely to die um, from COVID are, are the older generations. Um, and also, at, at least this is the case in Britain, um, you know, ethnic minorities, um, African-Americans, um, you know, for, for all sorts of socio and economic reasons. And these are very often the people who are the heart of the parish. These are very often the most practicing Catholics we have. Also remember that many of our priests uh, are in that older bracket. So purely in terms of, um, you know, numbers in that respect, in, in a kind of a, 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 quite a bleak um, life and death, we're going to lose people. Um, and it, it's going to be very hard. You know, there's certain dioceses who have been planning for, you know, in 10 years' time we'll have this number fewer clergy and this number fewer parishioners 
and we're going to have to, you know, merge parishes. I think in at least many dioceses, uh, some of those, um, you know, biting of the bullets um, will will have to be, be pushed forward. And I want to make it clear, too, I mean, in this book, you're, you're also very hopeful because you say now is an opportunity uh, for us, uh, all of us, uh, anyone listening to this show, um, to be able to rise up. And now is an opportunity really like never before um, to become those missionaries in our own homeland. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is always the thing with, you know, any kind of period of crisis, any kind of, uh, you know, period of uh, turbulence, uncertainty, then, you know, we see that the church really does suffer. But we also see that it, it kind of comes out of it. And actually, when you read the lives of the saints, you often see that, you know, the plague of 1473 was, you know, the moment of their conversion that you can kind of trace back in their life. Or you can look back and see that, oh, well, you know, the 13th century was kind of this massive, you know, black death and famines and economic catastrophes. But out of that, we get these renewal movements and, you know, all this kind of upspringing of orders and devotional life. And so there's always that kind of... uh, Tension. And it's certainly the case, and I think we see this with the economy as well. You know, we've got all this, um, you know, yes, we know there's been a lot of economic devastation, but there's also this kind of, right, you know, we need to bounce back. You know, we need to kind of, you know, step up now and, and you know, get the economy moving again. Well, it's the same with the church. Um, you know, the, the church, um, you know, we need to bounce back, um, and we need to have people who are fired up and prepared and, and ready. It's not going to be easy but kind of ready for the challenge and, and ready to kind of um, take on that, uh, th- that challenge, that calling um, to, to, you know, spread the gospel in this, this new situation, yeah. including to many people who, you know, people are suddenly confronting big questions in their lives. Um, and and there will be, the flip side to a lot of the negative stuff is that, you know, there's going to be people who maybe for the first time or the first time in a long time, are beginning to ask those sorts of questions, Google those sorts of questions, talk to friends about those sorts of questions. Um, so, you know, we need to be ready and receptive uh, to, to be there to help people who, who come to us and, and, you know, think we might have something to offer. Yeah, I, and one of the most impressive things I think that I read in your ebook here is um, that you, you talk about the different saints, of course, but, you know, I, I think... And this is my opinion. I, I truly believe God is raising up saints right now. And you point to all of oh, the different saints in, in here of, yeah. of those struggles and difficulties throughout church history. And if you, friends, don't think God is rising up saints during this time that people are going to read, Catholics are going to read about in 100 years and 200 and 300 and 400 and 500 years, uh, think again. Because I, I truly believe that. In, it, look, we got the history to prove it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is always, it's always been the case. And, you know, you look back, even to a fairly recent, I mean, I mentioned the Spanish flu, but, you know, some of the, St. Catherine Tataquitha, who, you know, will be familiar to many sure. of your listeners, you know, she, she was, Tataquitha means she who bumps into things, uh, which I think is quite charming, but it was because she was partially sighted after, I think, scarlet fever. Um, you know, there was a big outbreak in the Native American communities, and I think it killed her parents. Um, you know, these are saints who, you know, are, what, 100, 150, 200 years ago, you know, these are not that far from us in time. Uh, blessed uh, Xavier Silos um, from Pittsburgh is another example. Yep. Um, you know, these are, you know, modern saints um, who lived in, okay, the, the cities were different, but not that different from what they're like today in America, in Europe. 
Um, and and so there's no reason at all to think that this won't be precisely the same. Yeah. Um, and we've got I, kind of that to look forward to. When I say, friends, that God is rising up saints, that doesn't... Uh, Give you get you off the hook. Every one of us is no, no, right now. no. no. A, we are called to be those yeah, saints. It's, it's you. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, uh, Doctor. You just did a Maybe great job. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, you did a great job with this book. It's an ebook that's for Thank free. You. Everyone, you can go to wordonfire.org and you can uh, find this book. It's a very uh, easy read, but you know it's not long at all. But it's a, a very delightful read. I found and, and very interesting. A lot of good stuff to chew on there, Doctor Stephen Bullivant. God bless you, man. Thank Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. God bless. God all bless right. you all. Again, wordonfire.org. Uh, the book is called Catholicism in the Time of Coronavirus. Dr. Stephen Bullivant. Good stuff this morning. All right. I told you I spent some time with Dr. This morning. Justin White coming up in the second half hour here, which we've already made it to. Don't go anywhere. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's Friday. And a thank you to Blessman International for underwriting this show. Doc, Dr. Jim and Beth Blessman founded Blessman International in 2001, and since then it's taken off. Now, of course, it's had to slow down. They've had to redo uh, a few things right now because of the coronavirus. But at the same time, nonetheless, they've been working really harder than before to make sure that everyone in the Mpopo, South Africa, that they serve are continuing to be served with a meal, something as simple as that. God bless you. BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you again for underwriting the show. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Father Andrew, right now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And then a leper approached, did him homage, and said, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. He stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I will do it. Be made clean. His leprosy was cleansed immediately. Then Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The Gospel of the Lord Faith is already at work in the leper, who instead of obeying the law to remain in quarantine, approaches Jesus, possibly infecting him and the other people around him. Leper prefaces his request in a way that we're wise to do with our own prayerful requests to Jesus, if it be his will. Then, as we're showing that the man is admitted again to the community and temple worship, not only is God's will to be done, we can take great delight in being in communion with him and others. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHC.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. One, two, three, four. 
Thanks for joining me, friends. John Lee Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Appreciate you being a part of the show today. Justin White coming up, Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines, here very soon. All right, got to get to it here. Deacon Tony, would you give us, no, would you give us your morning offering? Sure. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo now with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, sir. Well, good morning, John. Happy Friday to you. And as we get a little of a little bit of a wet start this morning, but uh, good morning. I have to do something I haven't done in four months today. I have to pack to go to Wisconsin for a few days. That is awesome to hear that you're uh, getting back to the parish missions and uh, having to be on the road and drive that's that means things are starting to turn around and uh, but be cautious be oh yes cautious. yes i'll have my mask and mask. uh you know i i will um it's going to be different of course it, very limited seating and everything's spaced out of course a lot of it will be virtual so people will have the opportunity to be able to see that but nonetheless it'll be good and um i'm looking forward to it but i've got my cubs mask so don't lim- you worry that's what the next question was. What uh, style of mask are yeah. you going to wear? And uh, virtual seating, huh? I'll do the. Be... I'll do a mask that okay. I have a plain mask uh, when I go in and sit, mass and all of that, so it's not distracting. But now, when I'm back with my books, I'll definitely have my Cubs mask on. Don't you? Don't you think I wouldn't? I know that, but the, here's the situation. You're going to Wisconsin, their Brewers territory, yeah. and it's one thing when you announce beforehand that you're a Cubs fan, you're an Iowa State fan, and all that good <laughs> stuff, but they can forget about it. Right. Now you're going to have that mask on during your your, your uh, presentation, and they're going to be reminded of it. So well, look, I think credibility is at stake, I and want I, I guess them, we'll get feedback. For, I want them to stay six feet away from me. This way they'll be 12 feet away from me now. Maybe even twenty with the, with the, a Cubs mask on. So this is just my plan to be socially distant. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Social distancing updates from John Leonetti. He's got a down pat. Wear a Cubs mask in Wisconsin. That's Wear it. A Cubs mask. That's all you got to do. That'll keep the Brewers and the White Sox fans away. St. Louis and those dreaded Cardinal fans. Oh, yeah, those dreaded Missouri Cardinal. Missouri, do it oh. there too, and you'll be fine. <laughs> that is awesome. Well. You you be safe up there, and uh, I can't wait to hear about the. You'll be back on Monday, correct? Uh no, no Wednesday, uh, Thursday. I'll be back uh, in studio, but yeah, I'd be uh, doing the show Monday. So, are you uh, telling me and the rest of our listeners that, uh, that my two older sisters may be behind the mic at one at a particular time? No, no, I'll be doing it because I won't be flying. So I'll be doing it uh, just by um, uh, Comrex like I normally do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, remote, okay. Right. I just want I I haven't heard from my two older sisters in quite some time. I know Jean's got a show on once a week. But, yes. Uh, I just wanted to be prepared. It's I, been a while. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't invited to the last family gathering, and I probably never will be. But that's just typical for me, and I just wanted to. You know, well, be that'll sure happen that again. That. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure it will. All right, my friend. We'll travel safe. Let's get through these storms today. As they sound like you saw a severe weather uh, statement come out. Two rounds of uh, storms have severe potential now here in the state of Iowa. So that is enough. That is big change from the last half hour. Right now. 
Yeah, the, the, we're, the storm's coming through today. It might get severe. Sorry, I had and the microphone so we, on. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so be mind be mindful of that. All right, let's get to it this morning from the WHO TV 13 weather desk. A meteorologist Megan Selwa, current to Mercy One Studios. Well, a little noisy out there. Scattered showers, thunderstorms in the area. 70 degrees is our temperature. Uh, southwest winds at 10 miles per hour. We've had gusty winds up to 40 miles per hour as these showers and thunderstorms have moved through here this morning. And today we'll see more of the same scattered showers and thunderstorms. And some could be severe. That just came out from the weather service here a little while ago. Otherwise, it'll be partly sunny in between storms as they're supposed to uh, fire back up uh, this afternoon. Today's high in central Iowa, 90 degrees, with uh, southwest winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. These, these storms could bring hail, strong winds, heavy rain, so keep an eye on the sky throughout the day here in central Iowa. Tonight, cloudy, scattered showers and thunderstorms continue. Overnight low of 69 degrees, and tomorrow uh, we could have some of those uh, residue of the storms in the morning left over, but otherwise hot and humid for your Saturday. High of 88 degrees, the heat index will be in the low 90s. And on Sunday and Monday, isolated storms possible, highs in the upper 80s. Well, in the news, on this Friday morning, Iowa home sales last month are down nearly 20%. The Iowa Association of Realtors says 3,646 houses were sold in May. That's down 900 houses from the 4,500 that were sold back in May of 2019 in Iowa. The association says the sales drop, like much of the rest of the economy, comes from concerns associated with the COVID-19 virus. So far in 2020, home sales are down just eight-tenths of a percent. As for home sale prices, uh, Iowa Realtors say uh, May's median price range was 9.5% higher at $185,000 compared to $169,000 a year ago. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Last night, Dowling's baseball and softball teams were on the road at Southeast Polk High School and game in the softball doubleheader. Uh, Dowling splitting a doubleheader with number 14 Southeast Polk. Rams winning the first game 12-2 in five innings, but Dowling came back in the nightcap and defeated 14 ranked Southeast Polk 13 to 10. The Maroons now with a record of 6 and 6 on the high school softball season after 2 weeks. High school baseball last night, number 7 Dowling sweeping a doubleheader at number 3 Southeast Polk by scores of 11 to 5 and 15 to 2 in 5 innings. The Maroons are now 11 and 1 and ranked 7th in class 4A in high school baseball. At our next broadcast here on Iowa Catholic Radio about Dowling Catholic High School baseball and softball will be this coming Monday as both teams go to uh Waukee and Joe Stacy will have the call for the baseball game on Monday afternoon, 445 pregame, 5 o'clock first pitch. He'll bring you both games as number 7, Dowling, takes on number 5, Waukee, Monday afternoon right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have uh, scattered showers and thunderstorms moving through. Uh, 70 degrees right now with the southwest wind at 10 miles per hour. We have seen gusts up to 40 miles per hour with these storms. And keep an eye on the sky today. Scattered showers and thunderstorms. Some of those storms could be severe, a chance for strong winds, hail, and heavy rain, so keep an eye on the sky throughout the day. High of 90 degrees with southwest winds at 10 to 20 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Friday morning, John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. 
Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are accident-free as we continue with that drive this morning. Again, uh, just take it easy. Looking good on 235 as you're uh, making your way into downtown for both the East and West Mixer. Running about seven minutes. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today's saint reminds us that how we measure success is not how God always measures success. Blessed Raymond Lull today was born on an island in the Mediterranean in the 1200s. One day he overheard a sermon that inspired him to become a missionary in northern Africa. But the road to becoming a missionary was a long one. First, Raymond had to embark on a path of study and prayer. So Raymond helped found a college to study the Arabic language. After several years, Raymond finally was ready to head to Africa to preach the gospel. Then Raymond fell ill and had to be carried aboard the ship. While his health improved on the voyage, when he arrived in Tunis, he was imprisoned and then immediately deported. Raymond returned to Africa twice more. On the third visit, he was killed, stoned to death, a martyr. Ultimately, Raymond did not convert a single soul in North Africa, but was beatified a year later, having died a martyr's death. I think we learn in him that the Lord doesn't ask us to be successful in worldly terms. He just asks us to be faithful. And that's what Raymond was. We ask today, blessed Raymond Lull, the 1200s, to pray for us. Amen. And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting the saint of the day. A deacon right here in Des Moines, experienced in wills and estate planning, makes it easy on you because he's doing the work for you. 30 years, 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. When we come back, Justin White of the Diocese of Des Moines. Don't go anywhere. John Leonetti in the morning right here on this Friday, June 26th. Thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. A Catholic family with a wide range of high-quality hardscape services, including paver patios, sidewalks, retaining walls, premium boulder walls, window wells, and more. Passionate about their work and the service that they provide. Honesty and integrity you can count on. 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Your diocesan minute is right now. Here's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Friday, June 26th. I'm Stan Ashes. Two of our priests are celebrating the anniversary of their priestly ordination today, Father John Frost of St. Michael Parish in Harlan and Father Al Sherbo, one of our retired priests. Is God calling you to be a priest? Visit vocationsonline.org. You'll be getting a letter from Bishop Johnson soon inviting you to take a subscription to the Catholic Mirror. Our diocesan newspaper provides news, information, and inspiring stories of faith, and it served as a critical source of information when the pandemic made it unsafe for us to gather in our parishes. Please consider taking a subscription and supporting the important work of the Catholic Mirror. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Stan Ashes. Listen to Man Up with Joe Stopulis Monday mornings at 9 on Iowa Catholic Radio and on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. 
Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping. Clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Thanks to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. GoldenRulePHC.com. Trusted plumbers with the experience necessary to make sure the job is done and done to perfection each and every time. GoldenRulePHC.com. I love how they put those uh, things on when they come inside your house on their feet so they make sure they don't get anything dirty. That's very, very cognizant of the small things. That's the way we got to be in the faith, too. Let's go to the Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Des Moines, Justin White, on the show. Hello, sir. Hello. Good morning, John. Didn't stand me up this morning, huh? <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> I try to do that just once a year. Just once a year. Figure, yeah, just give you, the, give you the scare once. There we go. I know your heart can't handle it otherwise. That's the way it works. Um, all right, let's <laughs> talk about the Radix Retreat. You've gone virtual here with this, which, uh, you know, yes, maybe a few months ago we didn't think that we would have to do, but uh, we've had to do now, and um, you, you've done so. It's going to be next week, is that right? Well, it's live now, actually. Oh, okay, uh, so you can you can more or less go whenever whenever you'd like. And yeah, the the notion of a virtual retreat is definitely the sort of thing three months ago. I'm like, oh no, there's no reason right. to do that, you know. Um, but times have certainly changed. And truth be told, in the process of putting it together, I think there's some really good lessons we can take for it from you know for for various efforts down the road. Now, but, this is yeah, Radix is our uh, this is for that? young adults, correct? Uh, well, so. Truth be told, anybody could go for it. It's aimed at high school seniors, though. We normally hold our Radix retreat um, for just high school seniors in their second semester to focus on kind of giving them a relaxing weekend when they're in the midst of about of, of approaching one of the more dramatic changes they've ever had, which is you know leaving high school and likely leaving their home for whatever's next, um, and reminding them to take time to remain rooted in Christ, you know, because whatever changes, if they remain rooted in Christ, you know, if they've got their faith there, they'll be good. They can, you know, continue on that path of holiness. Um, and they're really great in-person retreats, but we were only able to have one of them. We normally have two of them in the spring because, you know, COVID-19, of course, started. And so, all right, well, how do we, how do we still do this? And thankfully, the leaders of the retreat are amazing people. And so, you know, they said, well, let's, let's record our talks. Let's pull up some other resources. Let's put together a little a little booklet that people can do on their own. And since it's not live, it's all pre-recorded. Uh, it, it allows people to go on a Radix retreat pretty much whenever they want. Uh, and while it's aimed at high school seniors, we finished it and saw and thought this is great for anybody. Truth be told, you know this message of remain rooted in Christ even in the midst of chaos. 
I mean, that's that's a that's a real good message these days. Now, what do you? How do you suggest going on a retreat virtually? Because you know, there's distractions, and you know, right. of course, for that to happen, I can't get away necessarily from those distractions. So, how does that work? Yeah, and there's a little part at the beginning of the retreat that talks exactly about that, about saying, hey, before you go on this retreat, there are some things to consider, and a lot of them are just being really intentional about it. Um, you know, things like setting aside a particular place, like prayerfully discern where you should do this. If it's your backyard, if it's, you know, a park bench down the road, if it's, uh, you know, just one particular room of your house where you can really focus and, and, and be attentive to your prayer. Uh, another, though, is letting other people know that you're going on retreat, right, and saying, hey, I might not be physically going somewhere, but for the next, say, three days, I'm going to be spending some real intentional time with these, you know, videos and resources and, and particular prayer efforts and inviting them to join you and stuff like that. So a lot of it boils down really to not just kind of blithely going into the thing and, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll watch some videos as I watch anything else. But just being really intentional and, and setting aside time and space for it usually does the trick. Now, who's leading the retreat? So we have uh, five of our young adults um, who were already signed up to lead the in-person retreat, and they're the ones who recorded the videos. So they just shortened their witness talks down to about 10 minutes, um, a little more accessible for, for YouTube watching because, you know, a normal 20, 25-minute witness talk on a YouTube video is a little long. But it's the same local young adults who are going to lead the in-person one. They're the ones leading the, uh, the virtual one. They're just doing so by their online witness talks. And then we put together a little guidebook for in-between to say, you know, okay, so... a after this video, ponder, the, ponder, you know, prayerfully journal on these particular questions and, and, and chat with some friends in small group about these, and then, you know, go spend some time in prayer on this topic or, or something along those lines. Um, and just kind of doing what we can to guide people through, frankly, having their own retreat, right? They, they almost guide themselves with the, with the resources we've provided. What do you... Um... Or how has, I guess, your work changed right now and, and maybe changed for the foreseeable future for the next few months? Kind of. Well, honestly, this virtual radix is sort of a microcosm of exactly how it's changed, uh, of saying, you know, we still want, we're not just going to start saying, no, we can't do things, mm-hmm. but we're going to start looking at how do we change things up and do them a little bit differently. Um, I think another way is both in our parish youth ministry efforts and in family family formation, sacramental prep, the pivot towards um, small groups and the domestic church has been really, really uh, tangible, right? We, we've seen, you know, these big gathered events that we used to do just aren't feasible anymore. And so how do we accommodate families that have really enjoyed getting to spend a lot of time at home and still allow them an opportunity to grow in the faith with resources they might not otherwise know about and so it's been things like this you know hey we can't take 30 kids on a retreat over a weekend but how do we still give them that sort of opportunity and so i think it's really just about getting creative and staying prayerful in that creative process and figuring out what the lord wants us to do now doing great work my friend justin white everyone uh, director of youth and young adult ministry for the diocese of des moines talk to you soon brother thanks for coming on how can people sign up for the retreat by the way org slash radix. There's a couple of clicks you got to do afterwards, but it's it all starts there. Yep, org slash radix. All right, Justin White. Talk to you soon, brother. 
All right. See ya. All right, friends. That puts this week, the show in the books. Thanks for joining me today. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. I am John Leonetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known. Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.